Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 6, so let's get into it with the recap. Obi-Wan is drawn into a confrontation with Darth Vader as Luke's fate hangs in the balance. Hello there! They said the thing! They said the thing. There was a lot of emotions in this episode, and I have a lot of feelings about it. Um, Some good, some not so good, but there was a lot of feelings. And I wish... The whole series had been like this episode, like like the intensity and the the attention to detail and pacing. This is the ep- this is what the rest of the series should have been like. Um, we got Qui Gon making his appearance, and I didn't like that it was just a tag on. Like I knew we knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to be for Obi Wan to make the change and be like he saw mercy and let Anakin go again. Um, I believe the first time he let him live was simply he thought he was going to die and didn't really think about it. And he just didn't want to be the one to actually do it. Whereas this time is like, I give you mercy was different. And I feel like Qui-Gon should have appeared to Obi-Wan beforehand. Instead, it was just Liam Neeson cashing a check. Yeah, it was. And Qui-Gon should have been the reason why like Obi-Wan changed his mind. Because at that point, he was just there to kill Vader. You know, I don't know. Uh, I, I just wish the whole story would have been surrounded by by lessons learned instead of just like, eh. But that's 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 neither here nor there anymore. It's what we got. I enjoyed what we got. And when it comes to the battle itself, watching Obi-Wan with full strength, that was impressive. It was good. I will I will give it that. It was a, it was a good fight. Some of it was a little head scratchy for me, like... Was Vader really just going to, like, throw rocks at him and be like, oh, I guess he's probably dead and walk away? Well, I think he thought he was crushed He was crushed to death at that point in time. Yeah, but, like, can't he, can't he feel him with the Force? I don't know. It, I, I didn't really buy Vader walking away from that and not making sure that Obi-Wan was hella dead. I did. Like, Obi-Wan, you know, using the Force to throw all those rocks, he really went from, like, having the high ground to, like, throwing the high ground at Vader. Mm-hmm. He was like Thanos throwing the whole moon at him with Tony Stark at the end. Like it was just great watching that sequence. The cinematography there was really incredible. I love the sequence of Obi-Wan like basically bashing Vader's respirator system. Which is what you would do if you're fighting a fucking cyborg. Yeah, pretty much. Just go for it. Go for the control systems. Pull whatever whatever things are there. Press buttons, whatever you gotta do. Just fucking do it. Turn things off and on. We definitely called it though like i mean they essentially did the same thing that ahsoka did yeah in we knew that was gonna happen and like that's one of the things that bothered me it's like i feel like this series borrowed so many things from greater star wars pieces in order to tell the thing but it was what was expected and what was needed to have that confrontation with vader and obi-wan and you know what i loved it even though it was stolen even though it was just a, a we did it again it was a great moment and hearing hayden through the suit talk the way he talked to obi-wan was emotional and i i loved that like that's what we've been wanting this entire series and we got it for 35 seconds but it was i think it was worth it for the 35 seconds i just wish the whole series had been like that. it was worth it just for anakin to say that he's the one that killed anakin so that from a certain point of view i feel like they did it just to validate that just line that. but it was also very dramatic and very poignant outside of you know, just rationalizing canon. It was well-written and well-delivered. Like, I'm not a fan of Hayden Christensen as an actor. I'm not. But in that moment, I was a fan of Hayden Christensen. You know, 
I uh, I did not hate that part. Although, uh, you know, Obi-Wan, maybe you should have learned your lesson from last time and just finished it. I just fucking off. killed him, yeah. But we can't because then we have canon. Right. The music was freaking amazing from the... Uh, when we were escaping the Star Destroyers, we got that music from the end of Empire. And when uh, Vader and Obi-Wan were fighting, we got little bits of Battle of Heroes and um, the Order 66 music. It was beautiful. The music in this episode was really top-notch. Thank you, Natalie. Continue doing what you do. We'll miss you. I hope you get another job at Marvel. Bringing up them chasing uh, like the path ref- refugees... You mean Last Jedi homage? Because we just skipped Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens and we just went to The Last Jedi homage. Doing it better than Last Jedi, but nonetheless, there it was. So yes, they did. It definitely was, I mean, it was essentially what happened in Last Jedi. You're not wrong. Why did they have to break off Pursuit of them to go chase after Obi-Wan? Like, do they not have TIE fighters that they could send or? Drama? Yeah, I I the guess. entire empire has no ability to wage actual war against a small craft. But that's always been the problem in Star Wars. It's like, we want to show this big, gigantic ship, you know, being intimidating. And it's a really small ship. Okay, well, you have fighters. You can just send an entire, like, army of small ships to attack the small ship from the big ship. No, but this looks better. So let's just do this. Okay. Listen, Joseph, it's an allegory for authoritarianism. I know it's an allegory for authoritarianism. So it's always going to be the same allegory. Star Wars did not change. Yeah, I know. It just... is your answer. You asked. Both that and then also Reva, who is critically wounded, instantly transporting herself to Tatooine while like they're still being pursued. Like, how? The last episode, she was she was almost dying, and then she just instantly got to Tatooine. Yeah, and the fact that Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru think that they can defend this this Inquisitor with farmers' weapons is stupid. Even how she, even how wounded she is, like I'm sorry, you're not going to do that. And she shouldn't be intimidated. She should. He shouldn't have missed the first time, and everything would be done. But like, I don't like even the fact that Riva's story is just like a clone of Trilla in the first place. So Riva deserved better as a character i will say i'm glad that they gave joel edgerton something to do and like him and him and baru were actually actually were characters in this episode yes it was nice to see that too um but i guess originally reva was going to be killed off and then they changed it in reshoots that she's too dangerous to let live yeah i don't understand why we're rationalizing that and why we're letting her you're free now to do what she's literally now the only person who knows what's going on with this and she can fuck everything up, but we're just going to let her walk. So now I need a season two to know what the fuck they do with her and who she becomes that to, to be such a great person to trust with all of this. Yeah. I, I don't want a season two. I don't, I don't care if I ever see this character again. I don't think she's interesting and it's not her fault. It's the writing, like the writing in this show in a lot of parts is just trash. Yeah. You can tell that Filoni did not touch the show. This was a, this was a Kathleen Kennedy thing. There, this show has momentary flashes of brilliance, and it definitely plays on our nostalgia for like these characters. But it is not a good show. This, this, they should have either done just a two and a half hour movie, like cut out the bits of this that are just don't work, and made a movie. I don't know why it needed to be stretched into six episodes, or 
they should have, I don't know, spent more time writing this and like actually made it a good show. Yeah, well, I think they did spend a lot of time writing it and then they realized they wrote The Mandalorian. Um, and then they were like, all right, well, we need to rewrite this. And thus we ended up doing this version of The Mandalorian with Grogu being played by Leia. So I'm glad they did spend all that time rewriting the show. Yeah. This show could have been, again, you, you heard my pitch. Like, I think this show would have really needed to be a very psychological thriller from Obi-Wan's perspective and him trying to be a Jedi in a world that he's not allowed to be one anymore. And that would have been enough. And then he does come across Vader and we have the exact same ending with them. And I, I, it would have been brilliant and beautiful and no one would have batted an eye. We didn't need to get Leia involved, even though I love Leia in this. Like, she's not the problem, but I think by bringing her up, it becomes a problem. None of the characters are really the problem. No. It's just the writing. Yeah, the writing, the choice of story, and what you really could have done. Did you have fucking Ewan McGregor? I don't know. I think a lot of people wanted to make it safe. And if, when Disney does safe things, the whole suffers. The show could have been way more dynamic. I don't trust Kathleen Kennedy with Star Wars at all. So that's what that is. The directing was fine. The writing sucked. The writing was pretty bad. Not to say that there weren't things that I liked in this show. I just, at the end of the day, I don't know that it justified its existence. No, I wanted to see more Vader obsessed. I wanted it to be more Hayden. I wanted, like, if you're going to go that route, then really go there. Embrace it. Also, Obi-Wan didn't fucking cross lightsabers with a single fucking Inquisitor in this entire show. No, you're right. He didn't fight with his uh, lightsaber against Reva in that in that episode. No, you're right. That's a fucking waste. Like, why were the Inquisitors even in this? They didn't need to be. They hardly did anything. No, it, you could have made the same story with stormtroopers and officers. And you wouldn't have offended me with the Grand Inquisitor um, casting, which I still found uh, insulting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I did like uh, everyone's constantly always screaming Obi-Wan's name. You think of this one character in all of Star Wars whose name is screamed more? Nobody. Everyone's always screaming Kenobi's name. You're not, you're not wrong. Yeah. Kenobi! Oh, Maul. I miss him. Maul should have been in the show. No. No. I would have liked Maul in the show. I know, but no. he. We already... We've already seen that. Yeah, no, he didn't need to die. He just needs to constantly have a thing. How did you feel about Obi-Wan going back to Alderaan at the end of the episode to say goodbye to Leia? I liked his outfit. I liked his outfit a lot. His outfit was good. That's really all I have to say about it. Because at that point, we're just like, what? Now he's just roaming the galaxy without problems. Why? What? Okay, sure. I liked that he got to see her and returned the droid. Um, he made the comment of like, let me know when you need a, you know, an old man, I'll be there. It's like, all right. He, he was also subtly like, maybe you should pretend like you don't know me in 10 years. Yeah, I pretty much do. To protect canon. Reintroduce yourself to me as if I don't know you at all. So I guess that's good. And I like the fact that Princess Leia learned to be herself with the power of cosplay. I like that they sort of retconned that holster, which is something she has in the comics to be something that she got from Tala. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. And Obi-Wan moves out of his studio apartment cave to uh, to find a nice one bedroom somewhere. And moves into his comic book accurate from the journals of Obi-Wan mm-hmm. outfit yep. with his goggles. Looks good. Yep, he looks good. I mean, that, and that's like, all right, that's good. I'm glad we got that. It looks good. The whole show looks good. I mean, the no Star Destroyers never looked better in the beginning. Uh, uh, 
like battle like that that specific star destroyer has never looked better on film so i'm gonna say the show looks good with the asterisk that some of the places where they like that that planet where they were fighting at the end i i don't know didn't do it for me i love the way it looked we don't normally disagree but i did like that planet i thought the planet was cool um but i'm i'm i like the whole fight sequence and everything else we got when it came to the action part of it it was no it was no Mustafar, but it no, was alright. No Mustafar. It didn't need to be Mustafar. I, I didn't want to be Mustafar. I just I just think I, I agree with you about the writing. The writing needed to be a few more a few more drafts of people coming up with better stories before going and diving into it. Um, I, I love Vader being obsessed and the Emperor not giving a shit. You know, it's like get over it, man. Just like he's be, just being a good you know boyfriend to him. Like block him, unfollow him on social media. You know. How you gonna how are you gonna be with me if you're still obsessed with your ex? Like I get it, I get it. I'm kind of on the emperor's side here. And Darth Vader's just like, no, you you're my only master, master. I only have eyes for you. I promise. Kenobi means nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm totally deleting his account. Unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. Vader makes a new account. <laughs> Palpatine's catching him slipping. Yeah. So now now Vader just has a little a little side insta account to stalk his ex. Not surprising that we got an Ian McDermott cameo. Yes, not surprising at all. But the whole, but the whole episode should have been that. The Emperor should have been in it more. You know, it's like, don't just give us shit because you want it for like three seconds and you want us to react to it. Like, give us, make all this part of the story. That's been my issue with Discovery. It's been my issue with other medias, especially in Star Wars. Like, give us, give us actual characters and actual plots. Don't just give us fan service. And while there's a lot of things in this series I enjoy, there's a lot that I'm like, you know? And I know you feel it, obviously. I think even a little bit more than me. Oh, I feel it. But it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. We move on. We move forward. We have a little mercy. We don't kill the psychotic, you know, space Hitler, even though we've had several opportunities to. It's fine. It's fine, but... uh... Yeah, let's let's maybe not do a second season. Disney. I mean, it's, I keep seeing rumors that we're gonna get one. So, I don't know. Where does this rank for the Disney Plus Star Wars shows for you? It's definitely better than Book of Boba Fett, but it's no Mandalorian. No, it's never nothing's Mandalorian right now. And when I see Ahsoka, maybe that's gonna be better than Mandalorian. But so far, and it's certainly not Clone Wars season seven. No, no. When it comes to live action, and I'm talking live action only. What Lucasfilm was able to do so far with live action, I it's so far it's only Mandalorian that really has impressed me. Book of Boba Fett, eh. I love you and McGregor's Obi Wan, so I don't care. That's that's like three hundred points to Gryffindor for doing absolutely nothing. So that's where I'm at with this show. Like you get for, you get points for participation, and maybe I'm I'm biased. I'm being completely clear about my bias here. I just love you and McGregor as Obi Wan. So that's where I'm at. That's what I got from this show. I love Tala. I loved Leia. I enjoyed Riva and hoped that the, and wish she got better and wish she was treated better and that she wasn't just a Trilla clone. You know, I liked the way the show looked. People put money into it. Vader was amazing. I feel like Vader was the part of the show that they got the most right. Yes, they did. No Mandalorian indeed. Yeah, it's not Mandalorian. Um, it's not, it does not look like or feel like a Filoni or Favreau run show. You can tell. There was a lot of Star Wars that was just not understood by the people in charge. 
And Kathleen Kennedy does not understand or care about Star Wars. That is my opinion. She may pretend to. She may be good at faking it. But she doesn't get Star Wars. And it's not a gender thing. It's a her. I don't think. I don't think she's even that good at faking it. No. I mean, the, uh, the bottom line is she has she has caused so much problems with Star Wars at Lucasfilm that it's 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 just it's not funny anymore. Yeah, I'm, I miss the days when I was making fun of Lucas, where it's like he tried, and I know he got it. It's his world, but he made mistakes, and his mistakes were not hiring other people to do, you know, the creative work. But Kathleen Kennedy just doesn't understand it from the get-go. So you just start with something that's crappy, and it just... Mm. But at least we have Clone Wars Season 7. At least we have Rebels. At least we have Mandalorian. And we have Ahsoka coming up. So that is what I'm excited for the most part for. And that's where we're going to go. So... Oh, and Andor has me very excited. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic because just the trailer alone got me feels... Got me with lots of feels for Andor. So we get to see KTSO and uh, and Andor make friends. I'm a happy guy. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.